episode commencing in 3, 2, 1, episode initiated. Join the Space Swiss family Robinson as they survive the wilds of an alien planet with the help of a lecherous old man and a robust robot on this week's exciting tale of Lost in Crit Space. This is your GM Patrick here, your enemy agent sabotaging this party of adventures every chance that I can get. And joining me in reading space maps and finding weekly adventures are my five friends and your family members <laughs> to my far left. This precious little knight is always getting into scrapes. It's Jabbert jabbering away as jam from. Yep, 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 yep. Across the digital table from me, the middle child that's straight up cut out of the next adaptation. It's Miles making believe as redacted. Good evening. Oh, straight to my right, the proud paternal professor preening to his pod why it's Tyler's talking as a prettier. Hello there. To my immediate left, the traitorous, transistorized toad that we've come to know and love. We've got Drew dying to play Zillix Thel. Bill Moomy. And across from him, a robot set to kill mode only. It's none other than Rebecca Rowan with Ashrin Sky. Hello. Hello, hello. I guys, I the 1998 adaptation of Swiss... No, what was it called? Lost in Space. Lost in Space in theaters. I remember seeing that. Uh, so did I. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I actually have always been a big defender of that movie. I really enjoy it. It's pretty fun. And, you know, I was I was rooting for Joey from Friends to uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be an action star. <laughs> also, I love that line from uh, Gary Oman. Believe me, evil knows evil. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> no matter no matter what role he's got, he just throws himself in it like so, so crazily. Can we talk about Dr. Smith for a second and how he was misunderstood? Um, <laughs> I'm just trying, to, just trying to not be lost. I need to finish the Netflix show. I, I never I, watched it. Was it any good? I think I watched most of season one. And I mean. It's it, good if you like Lost in Space, I guess. Did it get canceled out from under something? Uh, it, got a, it was renewed for like a final season, which I think aired this year. I want to say, yep, yep, yep. Crazy. Yeah, if you guys haven't noticed, we are going indeed th- through chronologically, which is something I want to do. All the sci-fi TV shows of like the last 90 years or however long i forget when the the first one was in the 50s so not that long 70 years or so of sci-fi television uh so what is this late 50s early 60s uh, i think it was definitely 60s but it was black and white at least for a time yes 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 haven't haven't gotten to some of those big heavy hitters uh <laughs> like star trek is that, is that how it's pronounced or i, I believe it's a treak um, i mean we already know the top five greatest sci-fi TV and films. Uh, so, you know, when we get to those, we get to those. So uh, until then, everything well, else is just trash. The top, once we get yeah. to the, the top of list, then we can. Yeah, it's oh, everything else is gracious. absolute garbage and not worth your time. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Guys, last time on Crosh Crit, you all dealt with each feature's explosive slug problem his neighbors Altharia Grauman and Tayeta were curious about an explosion from his laboratory after you enter the domicile you all took the concoction of alkali minerals he gave you to draw out the mi- mindless monsters and he asked you to keep them alive if possible 
and you all knew that finishing off a diatha with fire force sonic acid electricity slashing or piercing damage would cause them to use their explode ability after two of them exploded in maybe like a chain jamf did keep his promise by non-lethally knocking out the last one with bludgeoning damage and kept it alive for beach feach who seemed ashamed of his actions and offered to buy you off with free things what is wrong with that recap I, I don't think Veach Veach was properly ashamed. I think Veach Veach was uh, scared we were gonna we were gonna turn him over to. I guess the authorities are us, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, over to us. Indeed, Veach Veach had no shame. He is. I think I'm gonna make it canonically, but I think he is one of the Velociraptors from the original Jurassic Park. He's just a just a murder machine. He doesn't care if people blow up. <laughs> yeah. So, so he, he's not one of the Velociraptors from like the Chris Pratt version that are like <laughs> they're, yeah, they're kind of cool. They're actually your best friends if yeah. you respect them. It's all about family. <laughs> I, I, they're um, actually probably the Raptors from Jurassic Park Three because he's got feathers. Ah, yeah, yeah. I I thought that <laughs> three of them exploded instead of two of them. No, no, only two of them. I think you were able to keep one from exploding with bludgeoning damage as well but it did die still oh okay picked you on bucket yeah yeah i guess i should have said oh no i did say jamf kept his promise by non-lethally knocking one out any any others anything else wrong you can get a re-roll for the episode if you got one more anyone anyone but tyler i I don't remember if you said anything about this but they're from the ship and he wants it to be quiet he wants us to keep it quiet yeah no we're, we're not we're not adding in things omitted really, but <laughs> you, you try it so fast i don't know what you said oh sorry i put it i put it in the jet too oh okay <laughs> did, did jam from actually use non-lethal or did we just get lucky no he did miles it's up to you <laughs> Only way you're getting a reroll if you see something I mean, wrong. I here. still have two that I haven't used. <laughs> That's a good point. You're like, I don't care. <laughs> All right. Well, the other the other ones. It was a an alkali green concoction. It was made from the plants from his garden, and force was not one of the things on the damage list. I think we mentioned that very briefly. And also, oh, that's right. Yeah, very nitpicky. But their ability is not called explode. It's called detonate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> detonate. Okay. Indeed, you guys. We we ended the last week's episode with you guys making a deal with Veach Veach and basically allowing them to keep their dangerous experiments a secret from his scientist neighbors. And uh, this episode, we're actually going to kind of pick up. The following week, as as time marches on in the colony here, and we finish out the first full month of you being planet side. I know, I think in real life it's actually been like a month and a half now, or no, it's probably been like six episodes, right? Since touchdown. But yeah, you've. I, I don't. I don't think we're gonna keep like a <laughs> a real life kind of matchup with these. But you've already done your earned income for for the month for side jobs and things like that. But now we have to do some more of the decision making process for the the colony. And Tyler, you said that Pradier was gonna take over the day to day business dealings for the the colony's planning this first month. So indeed, it's it's time we talk about 
what each month and, and the end of it is going to entail. Have you guys looked at charter development at all in <laughs> Starfinder? Patrick, I think you know the answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we've we've talked about some of the elements of like setting up a charter. Well, I'll put it in. I'll put it in the Discord here. Oh, you can read along as we go. I'm, I'm obviously I'm going to explain this for the audience as well a little bit, but yeah, just the audience. <laughs> we we talked about charter development a little bit off air because like, I just gave you the the option if you want to go the decision heavy version or the decision light version of colony management one is a more gritty you know fingers in the dirt detailing of every decision the, the colony makes and that's what you guys decided to go with as opposed to like autopilot where Ezra and Shire would, would give you the suggestions and you just well, kind of rubber stamp them <laughs> We think we made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, as GM and in control of the NPCs like Ezra and Shire and a host of the others here, will give you guys advice. And some will come to you and be like, oh, we really need to build XYZ building. And they might need that, you know, to advance their career or their interests in the colony. But ultimately, you guys must make the decisions and you, you need to do it as a group. I, I don't know if you want to vote or whatnot, but. You guys pick the expansion patron type with our homebrewed Tyrell Holdings Corporation. And we've set, I think, our initial focus to production. Production giving a plus one bonus to economy and expansion, a plus one bonus to accord. So like how peaceful the, the colony is, but also gives a minus one score to magic. I don't think we've set the rest here. You get three free boosts to apply to the five traits. Let's talk about that now. Where, where do you want to distribute these other boosts? So this is like kind of where the focus is for the the colony. I um, feel like Redacted would probably want to focus on technology. I agree. Yeah. I think I think technology is a good development um, or one to develop. Mm-hmm. Accord is going to be one. Um, mm-hmm. And then it, then it really, I don't really see, I don't think my, me personally, I'm not that interested in delving into magic. But your but character is magic based. Right. Which means if we don't develop too much specialization into it, more people have to rely on me as an expert. <laughs> so it increases my value within the charter. So it's <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, so you got to keep that monopoly going. <laughs> my, exactly. So my next bonus or the, the next option would be culture or economy uh we already got a boost from economy in the beginning correct yeah yes yeah. so, so yeah, we, could, we could either one. put more into that or or we could put one into um culture. well asher feels very strongly about culture she would or they would say that survival okay. is insufficient and we need culture to build community and to build accord and to build our reliance on one another and, and I think that's important because as we for more than I, just what's in front of us, when as if if we can expand south and to where we're we have like a hub in the kind of inner sea area. I'm not actually sure what it's called. I'm just calling it the inner sea. Um, that, that, that's the name of it. <laughs> that, isn't that the name? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> just making sure. You know, it, it, the more we can invest in technology for travel and culture to try and you know, have people come here. And like tourists, 
kind of to come here and celebrate culture or be a part of that, I think that will be a good draw. So let's put our three into tech, one into technology, one into accord, and one into culture. Accord or economy? Accord. Mm. Okay. So that, Zil- that was. Zillix isn't thrilled with this. He can be convinced about technology because mm-hmm. you can eventually profit from that. But, uh, he doesn't really believe in in this tourist economy. We're, we're still we're still <laughs> still getting everything kind of set up. There's not really oh, you yeah. know a a no tourism water parks yet. You know, cu- yeah. culture culture is important, but uh, we have to survive first, and we have to thrive first. And culture will come, of course, as a part of that. That's like culture that's like what, uh, leads to innovation, though. That's like what what Michael Eisner used to say about like. Disney's commitment to making good movies. They're like, if we make money, then we made good movies. (laughs) So economy, economy helps with like creation, buying and selling of an economy. Accord helps with the infrastructure of the charter and the, like the, all the stuff. So we now accord and economy. Those are the two sections that got our initial boost. So they're already boosted one. It's just, which do we apply a secondary boost to? I definitely agree that economy is very important and will be, especially if we establish ourselves as, a, as an important trade and cultural hub. Early on, my thought was to do more infrastructure, but we certainly can do economy as well. That would, Either of those, I think, are going to be good. Infrastructure would be mostly Accord stuff. Most of the early things that you can buy only require a plus one in any of these. So like anything you're going to be able to buy in the next couple months is just going to need that plus one. So... And of course, you do increase these over time as you build investments into the charter, as most of them will give you a little boost as well. Uh, Zillix seems to have kind of snapped out of it and, and has agreed. All right. Agreed to plus two accord and I think plus one in everything else, minus one in the old magics. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The other thing is, I think for the next month, you're going to get a plus one tech boost because of your prioritization of the power grid versus the jolt vine. So I don't know if that will come into play, but I've got that. I've got that in the notes. Your charter size at the very beginning of the game here is one. It's just the the current hex you're in on the map and the the city itself which means your settlement die, your resources is just a D6. The maximum item level that you can purchase right now or create in your colony is a four. So that that goes up, I think, as your charter size increases. And yeah, there is no, in this first month, no upkeep and no event that we're going to roll. But you guys do can go through the rest of the 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 phase here so the first thing that happens is someone needs to roll the resource die the settlement die and that's how many resource points you guys basically start with and, and that's just, the d6 just a d6 right now yeah right, who, who's feeling hot-handed <laughs> don't roll tyler i'll don't do roll. it <laughs> for rebecca yeah, no. yeah. Oh. nice Oh, Rebecca. Nice. Max. Oh, Jabert got that. It was Jabert. Yeah. But good job. Oh, Jabert. Yay. Hot hands. Hot hands. So hot. He's throwing dice. So normally, right after you do that, you have to pay an upkeep equal to the your charter size. So normally you would take one off of that immediately for upkeep of, of everything. Not going to do that this first month. We're, we're going straight to the projects phase. 
which uh, you guys can select up to two charter projects that can be advanced. There's there's a whole bunch of those. Um, the, the the main ones you'll probably want to start with. I don't know if you can. I guess I we're going we're to be claiming hexes and building resource nodes. Right? I was about to say, I would recommend that. Technically, yeah. you could do one of the the very basic building projects for the the colony if you wanted, including you can make a waste disposal center for six resource units or <laughs> a government seat, like a kind of city hall thing for five. Oh, okay. That seems aggressive. Yeah, th- these are the most inexpensive as well. How about an orbital habitat for 30? <laughs> can you, uh, can you loan us uh, a buttload <laughs> of these? Just go into debt. Let's. So we have we have six to use, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would say, do you guys want to just do like claim three hexes and build three resource nodes, or so you, you can you can pick two projects and oh, oh pick two projects indeed okay. claim claim one hex and and build one, build one resource, resource node could be your your two. I'll leave you with four resource units left over for next month so pretty pretty far ahead that's a good okay uh let's i think let's do that so we would have to claim one of the hexes that we explored correct yep let's go to the map (laughs) uh there there's four to the south and you basically have to claim claim the one closest to you it's too early it's too early to expand you think right So to expand the that charter, a make a new settlement. Yeah, I think it's like 10 resource units. And oh, you it have is to, 10. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have to do it four hexes away. Yeah. This is so like civilization rules. We're going to be <laughs> pretty when much. We, when we do expand, we're looking at that HH28 yes. Yes. area or GG27. Um, either one would be good. GG! GG27! We've got a big hex map, which uh, you guys should, you should take a take a picture while we're here. And, um, oh, yeah, it's a good idea. Share it once the, <laughs> once this comes out in a couple weeks for yeah, folks but, in the uh, Discord. Yeah, no, we have, a, we have a hex available directly to the south, and we can put a resource node there. Yep. So that means the next time you guys roll for resources you're gonna roll the d6 plus a d4 for the resource node and this will be basically a forest hex so lumber you know things like that maybe some stone here and there but and and i think and there are certain there are certain buildings that we can build which require certain nodes terrain being present in our Mm -hmm. area of influence so for forest, I thought I saw a few for forest, but I, we can talk about those when it's actually time to build. It's going to be it's going to be slow going at first, but eventually we're we're going to get to the point where we're going to do multiple months in a row as time advances very, very quickly. I guess in game, but I figured every like three or four episodes we we'd probably be finishing up like a month of of game time. So yeah, congratulations. You're a, a month into the adventure. <laughs> Woo! Yay. And yeah, this is the the end of the week here. Maybe in the, the afternoon of a, a work day after you're you're getting done, you know, throughout the week sending out teams to the southern hex. Um, like I said, there's, there's about 40 
able-bodied workers between surveyors and and folks that are working the land and things like that that are you know helping to run equipment helping maintain robots that are out here working for you as well so it, it's it's a good amount of work to get this done and Pradier is in kind of the the head position for for this month do, do you think your character is, is uh, able to keep focused for for this very important task Tyler you seem to be your head always in a book <laughs> uh, yeah I mean he is kind of able to to keep focus and you know perhaps there are days where he's more meditative but you know as he tries to peer into other other timelines other realities where perhaps decisions have have split mm-hmm. try to kind of get a glimpse as to where things are more successful but he is certainly he is certainly focused on on trying to make sure this is as successful as possible because you know he came here he came here hoping to get some idea of you know what kind of power is drawing him here and that's just not going to happen if we fall into squalor and failure <laughs> if you have other magical businesses in your your colony <laughs> gunking up your senses that's not going to help yes, out either still needs to absolutely set up a, a monopoly in terms of uh, magic can we get further into the negatives and magic <laughs> I'll, I'll be trying yeah this is not science fiction fantasy this is just science fiction this season <laughs> Yeah, well, it, I think it's like midday through, you know, being being out and about, sending folks out and, and orchestrating some of the, the work orders that come in that Ezra and Shire, you know, maybe knocks on your, your trailer door out in the 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 resource node and is like, um that they, they um they're they're asking for you back in the colony. Astraka wants to to talk to you and, and the rest of the the team. Would, would you mind? Uh, we, 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 could, we, we could switch places and, and you can go deal with whatever whatever problem Mastraka's got. It sounds like it is pressing. We will head there promptly. By the time you get back to your domicile, the the, the housing unit for, for some of of the, your guys' folks where, where you had breakfast with Mastraka about a month ago. Your ear settlements counselor is indeed a an older star man who uh, who comes up and the rest of you are already here kind of waiting for Praydeer to to get back and he's like oh oh hey come on in Praydeer uh, doodlings uh, I'm gonna need your folks's help well I've, I've had the 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 last month about ten reported disputes. Uh, you know, from counseling, mediation and stuff that uh, I've not been able to fix over time here. Uh, there, there's a problem between uh, a Stamp Patel and and his neighbors, uh, Risa Meej and, and, and her wife. Uh, they, they've got a number of altercations, you know, some some really unkind language over the energy usage between their their homes uh you know it seems like one or both of them are are putting a strain on the grid and uh yeah they they share the same junction box and each is claiming the others using more juice than their meters saying so yeah that's what i've been dealing with this month uh <laughs> complaints seems like, the, seems like the obvious answer is to cut the cut the electrical box in half and well, see who stops us you know i didn't suggest that but I, th- well the, the aforementioned parties man uh 
they they've sought to escalate things. They were, you know, talking about legal ramifications. So I wanted to come to you all and see if you could play arbiter, doodlings. Uh, I already talked to Gavin Neldener, and uh, he's confirmed. You know, they're they're capping out their allotment of of juice from the grid. So it's it's a problem on their end. One of them is. You know, they, they both say they're they're using the proper amount of zap juice, but there's nothing wrong with the, the grid itself from Gavin's end. I see. Yeah, no. That's electricity. Lesson learned. <laughs> well, that sounds a lot like Jamfram's solution, so maybe you guys could take a vote on that one. But they're uh, they're they 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 like electricity, <laughs> it are, seems. Are they both are they at their domiciles currently? I think so. The most of them if uh, Stamp's not out surveying, he's he's usually at home pouring over maps. I've already I've, I've already made some suggestions, you know, like they alternate their work hours so they don't overlap. And they said they tried that and says there's still brownouts that are happening from from using too much juice. So, yeah, each is blaming the other. Perhaps it's a uh, perhaps neither of these two is being dishonest here. We should uh, not jump to conclusions. Let us away to speak to this. Uh, what did you say their names were? Oh, that's that's uh, Stamp Patel is in one of the domiciles, and then, of course, uh, uh, you're you're, you're going to want to talk to Reese Amij and and her wife uh, Ilsenth Eleven. Ah, what are them. what are their responsibilities within the community? Oh well, uh, Stamp of course is is one of our surveyors, but he's also looking at prospecting and and setting up a, a geologist site in, in the mountains to the north and uh oh, both this is uh, the one this is the one who looks like me who asked us to make to explore the mountains but we refused i don't i don't know how much he looks like you he's he's kind of like a you know a, a big hunky kind of guy yeah i mean no offense but <laughs> sorry i was thinking uh, of a me from a different timeline okay that's not confusing at all Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, N- Nail Synth is another one of our uh, explorers and uh, mechanics, and and so is her wife. So a surveyor and prospector, and two mechanics. I yeah. see. Well, we will pay them a house visit and see if we can't come to understand their energy usage. Yeah, who, uh, you guys want to head there now? Who do you want to talk to first? Let's talk to Mister Patel first. That is the name that I remember. Stamp. Stamp Patel. Stamp and Jamf together again. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we, Stamp maybe. and Jamf. That's right. We, we had a radio show on the ship over here. <laughs> Stamp and uh, Jamf in the morning. Knocking on his door, he's like, Aruga. Oh, hello, you all. Ha ha. How's it going? Come on in. Come on in. No, no hard feelings about that whole, you know, wanting you guys to explore to the north as soon as possible. And you, you obviously go in the exact opposite direction that I suggested in uh, my reports. But uh, hey, you, you're, you're here to fix a problem, so I can't be angry at you, right? <laughs> no. I like this one. This one has riz, as they say. <laughs> I put all my points into Riz. <laughs> Rizma. Charisma. Yeah, you, you're ushered into his, his small house. He's got maps all over the place, geology equipment, drilling machines in the back. Stamp, I do apologize that we were unable to make priority number one, your mountainous endeavors. Well, there's always this upcoming month. You guys can uh, make good on your promise. 
Ooh, go see, we would, in the other but, direction. You know, there's this E. Be real quick, I, real quick, couple weeks work with Redacted's vehicle there. I am hoping that we are able to make that happen, but the purpose of our visit today is to resolve the energy usage problem that is occurring between you and your neighbors. Yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I've, I've had the power cut off in, in my house here three times in the last week, uh, right in the middle of me doing some work. And I, I'm not doing anything crazy on my end, but, you know, my neighbors, there's two of them. They're, they're both running equipment all times of day and night. So I, I don't know what to say. I, I've, I've been to Straka. I've, I've, I've told them about this and they don't seem to want to admit that they're at fault. <laughs> and there is nothing you can think of on your end, which would be causing the power drain. Yeah, no, no way. Um, I mean, I've I've just got pretty basic equipment in here and keep the, the lights run every once in a while. Sense motive. It's everybody's favorite skill. Tell me, are you lying, Stan? Do you roll this or do I roll this, Patrick? Yeah, you can roll it. Oh, it's got gravy. Yeah. I not, wish this was... Uh, not very good gravy. <laughs> Tell uh, me more about what it is that you've been working on. It might be of use to us. Well, first off, Tyler can't tell one way or the other. Praetor doesn't understand. He's basically using like drones and other early satellite images to to try and like map out the the mountains to the north, as well as some of the hills to see where potentially geological sites of interest might be. So he's he's doing a lot of work in kind of that category and has you know suggestions for places where you guys can place resource nodes and get all kinds of of metals and and uh geologically interesting stone perhaps for buildings as well I believe I believe the mineral he's referring to is malarkey <laughs> stamp i i know we have not spoken much perhaps but i hope you know that i am quite interested in your work and especially establishing resource nodes in the mountainous region if you are working on a project here that does require more power, if I would certainly be on your side and I would try to argue for increased power usage to your home so that you may work uninterrupted. But I could only do so if the usage for if the power usage that you need is in good faith and for good reason, an argument I would certainly help support you with. Man, so, I, I'm telling you, I uh <laughs> I had nothing but the the lights, my computer on the other day when the, the last time the power went out. So you tell me is I don't think I, I was drawing that many amps from from the junction box. But yeah, uh, I, I could hear equipment going on over next door. So, I mean, I, I got to imagine they're they're using more juice than me. Well, that is our next stop. And we are we are absolutely going to have redacted here inspect the junction box to make sure that there have been no oh what's the word hold on one second to make sure there have been no alterations to the initial installation yeah I appreciate check your whatever you need to honesty go go right ahead well, that's all that's all i have since i'm a dummy <laughs> yeah you can't tell if he's he's being honest or not here with that that role oh can uh, we search his house search his house for what <laughs> 
He's under arrest. <laughs> a hidden compartment. A hidden, a, hidden, a hidden compartment with like an illegal piece of machinery tapped into his junction box that is just drawing power twenty four seven. I'm looking for crypto mining. <laughs> I mean, oh, Jabert's got it. Jabert's onto him. He's a, he's a crypto bro. This guy's you a crypto fiend. Kick him out. He's like, please, please don't touch my stuff. But d- does anybody want to make an engineering check? See if you see anything that could potentially be uh, ex- yeah, expensive electricity item. Oh, what'd you get? Uh, 13. Yeah, looking around, you, you're not seeing anything really that expensive. Like maybe some of the drilling equipment, but like he wouldn't be drilling inside his home. This is stuff he'd be taking out to the field. Uh, unless and he's got secret basement, he could have secret basement. Uh, see, yeah. this is what I'm saying. He's yeah. Minecraft basemented, and we're all suckers because we can't roll high enough. <laughs> he, he's found the the gold under his house and or yeah. under under uh, <laughs> the, the other two's house, so he's digging out over there. Oh man, you, you, I'm so sorry to spoil it, the fun, but there's no secret basement latch hatch that you can find. That we can exactly. find. It, that you we say can find. that we can find. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else yeah. make a make a <laughs> check. No, I'm saying with even with a natural twenty, you wouldn't be able to find it. He's so good at hiding it. <laughs> oh man, that's impressive. Yeah. Well, let's just start digging anyway. <laughs> get out of your house. <laughs> go get the Tiathas. We're blowing this place up to you. You you go explore the hex to the north. We're gonna dig up your floor. <laughs> um, um. Okay. Right. Well. Uh, I mean. Pradier's happy to go move on to the neighbors. He's got nothing else here. <laughs> Knocking on. On our, way, on, mm-hmm. on our way, though, can we inspect the junction box and roll engineering on it to see if there has been any tampering or alterations? Yeah, I mean, it's it's like between the two buildings and there, there is like a, a fence between them, but they they are they are in like the back of, of the houses. So you want you want to go down the the Stamp Patel side? Yes, please. Okay. With his permission, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fine with you. Don't want to check it out. Do, do you guys all want to go down there? Or? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll yeah. come and stand guard. Let's, let's all close together to so that when this thing explodes, we'll all get hit with shock damage. I was going to say, I'm, I'm wearing metal armor, so I'm going to stand well back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's Who, who wants to... to Roller, go examine said junction box. Redacted will far, far away. Prater will go with redacted as moral support. I don't think I have any spells that are actually worthwhile here. I don't think I have morality, so two peas in a pod. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. Oh, Uh, I I, I have stabilized. I'll keep that ready. (laughs) Boy, howdy. Yeah, it's it's like a the junction box is maybe up on some uh, some legs or so, but it's a it's a large like five foot cube, and you saw a lot of them in the ship being transported along with the the power core, and these are indeed were used to regulate power on the ship, and now they've been kind of repurposed. As you get up to it, it is emitting a a low buzzing noise. Can Tyler is it supposed to be doing that? No, I, no, it's not good. Can I, um, I'm going to hand there. I think, um, one of the things that we received from our friend was an adaptive serum. Mm-hmm. And so once per month, adaptive serum as well. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe redacted should drink that. 
Miles, you, you, you excited for a potion? Yeah, I think Redacted would, would recognize the usefulness of any, any sort of enhancement. So Redacted would just take it and down the hatch. Basically, every time you take one of these, it is energy resistant resistance five, right? Yeah. Oh, that's that's pretty good, because Redacted, as you go to open up the door, there is indeed a large static shock, which that resistance will completely take up <laughs> as it's only a, a D4 of electricity damage that goes. <laughs> good call, Tyler. Good call. Well, it's just like putting on a pair of rubber boots, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been playing Legend of Zelda, and there's a lot of lightning in that game. I was well prepared for this. <laughs> But yeah, as you open up the the access panel, uh, you see something inside the box slithering around. <gasps> What's in the box? And oh, you, son of a bitch. You beer. hear a floop, floop as wings start beating as a creature flies out of Electra said Vore. box above you. Oh, you know it's time for the best <laughs> creature it's in le- all. It's level one, baby. <laughs> We're in an electrical box. It's got to be an electrovore. <laughs> <laughs> You foolish fools. You thought this was a dispute, a talking episode. No, this is Electrobor <laughs> about to kill you episode. Uh, let's roll up at the initiative turn order and see how this Electrobor does. Hey, it's Just a reminder, uh, Electrobor Electrovor is like a flying sea snake, electric eel kind of deal. I like oh, it. Am I, I at full health and stuff? I was at zero SP last week. Yes, it's apparently. been it's been a week. It's yes, Ben. <laughs> oh, gotcha, Drew. I was wondering who's going to do it. It's Ben. About a month in charter development. Oh, I've got to roll in a shift, don't I? Don't I? Oh, don't I? Oh, don't I? Love that we all pretty much rolled like garbage except for one person. <laughs> didn't roll Even well Patrick. Either. I didn't roll well either. Receiving a shift turn order. Huh? Oh, gosh. Gosh. Okay. Uh, so this thing, how far can it move? It's going to fly up about 15 feet as part of its surprise round here. And first up in the initiative turn order looks like Prater. You're right next to this thing as you see it. It's leathery wings kind of bat like drop down and and fly right past you. <clears throat> How good are your roll saves? Oh, I should intimidate you first. Let's intimidate you first. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> well, that's that always helps if you are demoralized. I shout mean things at you. It's very effective. I promise. Uh, what a what are we? You're you're going up against it. CR plus fifteen, one and a half times fifteen. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a success. You're just trying to demoralize. Yes, I should always have that open since I'm going to be doing that all the time. That is a success. Are you using a roll or yes? You used to, and you, oh, you roll. Have my oh, I as opposed to, to actually. Hold on, let, let me do my three days. <laughs> Right now, so seven. Do it in the do it in the in roll twenty. I don't believe I can't you use at all. My Norse Foundry dice for I don't rolls? believe you. Oh. Yeah, because I would make up a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Un- uh, unless unless they start rolling ones. Oh, a natural twenty's on the board, folks. Hey, all right, I'm well. just gonna. Pocket of twenty. I'll go back it. to go back to rolling those uh, <laughs> North Foundry types. Uh, no, that's pretty pretty average rolls here. Uh, two, a ten, and a twenty. So, yes. Uh, uh, okay, so well. he is th- there. It is demoralized, mm-hmm. shaken for one round, which gives you negatives to your will saves. 
Oh boy. Oh no. So make a will save for me. Speaking of which, DC oh. 14. By I the think. way, by the way, I've rolled not grand. Not grand at all. Seven on the dice says I fail. All right, you're fascinated for a round. Oh, goodness gracious. Let me make sure. Make sure my sweet, sweet so boy. So to can remind be folks, that means anytime I fascinate something, that means it's going to stand there and do nothing unless you attack it or do something directly hostile against it. So essentially, this is a free round. So any yep. weapons you want to do, buffs, armor things that you turn want to turn on, you can literally well, do whatever you want. It, be- it won't because everyone rolled uh, so poorly in initiative. It's actually next. So you just see oh. it kind of like hovering in the air, like staring at you oh. creepily. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, for Go its, for it. <laughs> for its entire turn. Its entire turn. And this spell does level up. So it is one round per level. So when we get to higher levels, you know, it'll be nice. But uh, yeah, that worked out great. So next up is going to be Asher and Sky. Yeah, Asher and Sky have very little they can do because they are on the ground and the Electrovore is 15 feet off the ground, so... You might be able to climb up the electrical box and do, like, a flying kick. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, you Tyler, have... we're level one. Come on. Oh, right. I forgot. Don't <laughs> make fun of her, Tyler. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I'm also pretty far away from the box at the moment, so that's, um, that's not really an option either. No, we wouldn't be able um, to get to it this turn, but once again, it's frozen this turn. So if, if you did want to climb up on the box, you'd you'd have a much probably easier time getting at it next turn. I'm going to take this opportunity to get on the other side of it and okay. ready an attack. Okay. In case it comes down. In case it or? comes down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so like an entropic strike. Yeah. I'm guessing. That's going to take us to Jamfrom next. Hey, it's me. The critter is upon a friend, and I I, uh, do not draw my sword. I do draw my wooden stick. (laughs) I'm not going to hit it with a piece of metal. I'm going to hit it with a piece of wood. It's 15 feet up in the air, so probably... Not. So probably not. <laughs> All right. So then, in, in that case, I hold my action. You can throw that piece of wood. You can't. You can't throw a. You can't throw a staff. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. It would be an improvised weapon. You could throw anything if you put your heart in it. You know what? That's a good point, Patrick. I'm a ranged attack. Here we go. A six. Oh no. All right. Well, my. No. You, you goof up that junction box pretty bad. There you go. <laughs> it goes my, wide. My stick sitting sitting on the ground. <laughs> Drew a stick on the map. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drew, is that like a spell? You know, I think we ought to try something slightly different. And uh, you see a an azimuth laser rifle appear in his hands, and he's going to take a shot. The only gun in the party. <laughs> the only ranged weapon, Drew. Take us home. Take us home. Oh, good. A 10. <laughs> oh, no. Eight on the dice. That is that is a miss. Because I don't think Fascinate gives any negatives to its AC. Uh, it does see a laser blast <laughs> fly by it, and it's like... <laughs> so that automatically ends Fascinated as we head to, to, to Redacted. Miles taking away all your fun toys, all your melee options, all your vehicles. What you got? 
activate the anti-grav on my car. <laughs> How great would that be? Where, where, know, right? where we're going, Back we don't need future. roads. All of a sudden, you see Redacted attach four fans to the corner of his of his car <laughs> yeah, right. and hit them with a sword. I'm also playing Zelda. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, Redacted is going to use his laser pistol. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, take a shot, I guess. It's a uh, 19 on the dice. Ooh, super hits for was that eight points of damage. Double damage, eight points of fire, and this also gives it the burning condition. D4. Oh yeah, it's uh, was that one D4? Yeah, I will mark that. Feel free to to, to roll it now for its turn. All right, <laughs> I've got my target. <laughs> That is going to take us back to Praetor, top of turn two. What you got, Tyler? Takes home. I have the ability to step back a little bit, nice. and and then you can make a will save, please. Oh no! How dare you, Tyler? No longer shaken. All right. Uh, is it one round from my turn or your turn? I I never know how that works. It's it's one round for from the, the target shaken for attempt. attempt. Yeah. No. Oh, actually, the duration. Duration increases for one round by every five, which your check resulted exceeded the DC. So I think, what did you roll? I your rolled a 23. Intimidation. I think it still is intimidated then. I think you got it by five. <sighs> Heck yeah. All right. Well, I'll take it. DC. This is, this is massive damage yeah. if you fail. So just be prepared for. This is DC 18. So I think that's just by five. Uh, will save. Another will save. Fail. Two points of. Ooh, I get to choose. Let's do piercing damage. Okay. Okay. What? What's? What's the spell? What are you casting? It's a level zero spell called Injury Echo. I manifest an injury from the target's future or past. The target must succeed at a will saving throw or take one d six damage of the chosen type. Okay. Roll the two. All right. Uh, we're on to our buddy the Electrovore's turn, and. Hmm. I think it is going to move down. Gonna hit Miles. Move down in front of you. It's right here. It'll be fine. Kind of right in the middle between Jamf, Radier, and Redacted. And it's going to let out an electrical discharge. Does it step in range of me at all or no? No. No, it's flying down. It, it wants to get these people that, that, that hoard it. Can the three of you. Jabert, Tyler, Miles, give me a reflex save. Yeah, I can make you make saves too, Tyler. How does it feel to roll? <laughs> roll bad on the saves too, Tyler. I'm How scared. I'm real scared. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, success to failures. So I'm, I'm beefing this boy up a little bit. I'm beefing him up. And Jamfram is, has saved all the damage. Only five points of electricity damage, two for Jamfram, as it lets out a, a massive wave electricity that Asher and Sky are just outside of uh, range of. And but Miles, don't forget to minus five from that. And I think this reflex. Did you roll the the ongoing damage, Miles? Yeah, you roll the one. Yeah. So uh, the 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 flames go out here, but he does take that damage, and that's its full turn as we go to Asher and Sky. All right, now, now 
now it's, that it's on the ground or close to the ground, right? I, I was about to say, I think you can get underneath it because it might be just like five feet up. Okay. All right. Well, I will uh, step forward then and Entropic Strike. Alrighty. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out how many EP I have right now. Could I charge? Probably. Yeah. It only takes 10 feet to charge, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to spend one of my two entropy points to boost this attack. Oh, that's a 20. A natural yeah. 20? Hell yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, natural 20. A critical shout out to one of our Patreon supporters, one of our Carthamanders there as we uh, get this crit a-going. About time this character rolled well. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we, uh, had, we, we had some sad conversations about Asher and Sky in the last two weeks. <laughs> Been having major regrets about playing a vanguard <laughs> and miss being I, skilled. <laughs> skill monkeys are fun monkeys. Yeah, I uh, miss Zinnia sometimes. Let, let's give a, a shout out to one of our flanking buddies. Uh, Jacob M., thank you so much. Uh, hopefully we've, we've shouted you out before. If not, this crit goes to you, a... Not the first Asher and Sky crit, but <laughs> first first one this month at least. What Jacob? what damage are we talking about here? So this what? is this macro includes the boost, so it is a total of fifteen damage. Oof! Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> walk me through the damage here. <laughs> so I normally all right. So it's one d three plus uh-huh. my con bonus, which is two. And then on top of that, with the boost, I get 1d4. Oh, I see. And I have the okay. 1d4 in the Solarian Crystal space on my sheet, yep. so that's why it looks that, that way. Okay, so the, the critical, critical effect damage, he rolled a 3 and a 4. I was like, that is a lot of damage. That, that's going to be enough to, to bring this guy down. Oh. Woo! Nice. Well, well how that. about that? Yeah, well, that's why I wanted to go fly up in the air, but none of you guys had guns. Um, I, I, I pick up my... <laughs> so I shot you. <laughs> yeah, you, you get your stick back. Uh, plus one stick. Uh, <laughs> breath, breath of the... No, Tears of the Kingdom. Get get your sticks from every enemy that <laughs> that you destroy. <laughs> well, I will say, as the Electrovore goes down... Um, Asher and Sky uh, finish with a flourish with their battle ribbon and and say, see, this is why we put points in culture and <laughs> not technology, because technology blows up on you. <laughs> and dances oh, yeah. forever. And, and <laughs> famously, famously, culture has never gone wrong ever. Zilix's eyes roll back so far that you can hear it audibly happening. <laughs> his, his back starts to bend uh, under the weight of the eyes rolling back. <laughs> And this is why uh, GMs only throw monsters that are immune to critical hits at you, because that was, uh, I, was I was expecting this combat to go a good deal longer. That's um, all I had prepped for tonight. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, no, Reese, Amij, Stamp, Patel come running outside as as the fight is over in like 12 seconds and see this dead critter on the ground. Reese Amij has a, an auto-target rifle in her hand. She's ready for a fight. But as uh, as uh, they both come out and see what's happening, it's like, what? what? Was, was that thing? Was, was that what was causing all these problems? Just something up in the electrical guts of our, our junction box? You know, sometimes it is good to check. 
Yes, I'm surprised that you were going to... You were considering injuring one another before you investigated this. At the same time, I'm glad that both that all of you are safe. So it was good that you came came for help. Well, at least that somebody asked us to help you on your behalf. Oh, I mean, we asked Gavin Eldoner, but I guess he didn't come out to the the junction box to take a look at it. But well, thank thank you guys for solving the mystery. At least I feel like a real butt for for blaming uh, Stamp over there, as you should. And, and Stamp is like, no, I, I was the one. I was the one that was probably putting in the most complaints to Ezra and Shire. Um, I, I just thought you guys were using more juice than me. I don't know what to say. Uh, <laughs> maybe we can forget this ever happened. The the little Electrovore incident. <laughs> if It'll be something you can all laugh about later, perhaps over a drink by the fire. Uh, yeah, what do you say, Reese? I can crack open a, a bottle of Eoxian wine. You never know what you're going to get there. It could be, could be uh, worms <laughs> that are uh, distilled. All I know is it's it's pretty, very dark red, but too dark red, one might say. Reese is like, no, no, we, we also don't like you for a, a host of other reasons, which is you know, why we haven't talked to you before. So at least we don't have to complain about each other uh, any longer. He's like, all right, that sounds good. <laughs> Reese comes over and thanks you guys and says, uh, this has been a real thorn in our, our side, having to deal with this guy over here constantly complaining that we were using too much electricity. Um, well, I mean, I would say I don't know how to thank you, but uh, it seems like you all are, are better at taking out threats like this than I am, maybe maybe you could put this to a good use. And she's going to hand over her auto-target rifle and uh, digs in her pocket and pulls out a small box with 25 rounds and hands it over. Does anybody, does anybody want an auto-target rifle? It's the first bit of loot drop that you get. Let's see, is that a long arm? It is. Yeah, anybody got proficiency with the, with the long I don't know. Do I, I have I, I do. I might. Uh, it's either, yeah, I, I can use it, but... Uh, I mean, it doesn't. Well, you emerge. can make weapons, right? It doesn't emerge from my body, so I don't think it's Not as nearly cool. as cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll take it and hand it to you redacted and say, put it to good use. The next time, uh, you can't run them down. Shoot them to the ground. I don't. Well, I mean, redacted can use it, but I don't think you have long arm proficiency. Yeah, I do not. Oh, I only so. have small arms. I mean, you can still use it. It's just you don't. You get a little, little, get a little negative. I mean, Zilix can take it for now, and then we'll oh, figure out what happens. Just put it in the trunk. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> it, it's an analog item. Would Jamfram be interested in Ooh. some some uh, gas compressed projectile weapons? I don't know. I don't think the the Knights of Old Galerion <laughs> would use a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Rat-a-tat-tat. I need to get a throwing stick, Patrick. Would you find me a throwing stick? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my combat boomerang. It always right. comes back. Right. <laughs> always comes back to this. Good old Good gracious. I, I'll, I'll carry it for the time being, but I am, I am not, I'm, I'm not committed to such crude blastery as this. How uncivilized. Exactly. Oh. 
Oh, I don't know how to end this episode, so we're, we're just going to have to keep talking for a while. Uh, I, I, start, I, I just start, I, I shoot off all the rounds into the air. <laughs> <laughs> Is this In how celebration. I do it? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you, you see both Stamp and, and Reese uh, filing a, a noise complaint against you. <laughs> You're their new target. <laughs> run, run, running off into the bushes, shooting the gun at wildlife. Yeah. I guess we can talk. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the next month where you guys want to go exploring next in, in your, your charter. Well, now I feel bad for not um, doing the mountains thing. <laughs> doing, going the to the north to the mountains because now, now I actually met the guy and he seemed actually kind of bummed out about it. So. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Pradier, Pradier would is, is, is actually interested in you know the mountainous region, so no that would be you know his vote probably, but you know Anyone hate mountains? Anybody hate? I mean, uh, I would think that the mountains would have valuable resources as far as like rock and yeah, whatever steel, else, mines, metals, and you know, mines yeah. and like that. Zilix isn't a huge fan of mountains, but he is a fan of precious metals. So yeah. pretty on brand for a character played by Drew. The cool thing about the mountains that might relate to Asher and Sky, well, I guess it's. You can build a Solarian monastery. Maybe we could just reskin it as a monastery. <laughs> Maybe that would be of a closer interest. But that requires a a mountain terrain. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is if that if we, if we want to build uh, spaceports and things like that, that requires plain hexes, flat. so flat mm-hmm. open space. Would, so. would, uh, would this one be considered? That one seems to have like a little bit of each. Yeah, um, he he's mostly flat enough for. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it, I would say in and around your guys's main settlement, there is a hex of most types here. The the one that you drew from the south, you could probably actually use for the, the river that runs through that hex, which is right in the smack dab in the middle of the the ancient forest there. The the one that, if you do want to make it up to, to Stamp, he was asking about was the mountain range to the northwest from the, the settlement. Do you guys want to start the the process of, of um, exploring those hexes? Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like this one first and then going going out and yeah, was that was that Y27 that we're heading to? Yeah, why you know we can do Y27 and then maybe, you know, we can either go down the range south or continue towards the Head up to uh, the, coast up that the way. big old lake that's in the middle of the map. Yeah. The right. Lake of big old bigness. What uh, lake? The lake of big water. The, the, the lake that we can see, X24. Oh, that's a lake. Okay. That's a big lake with an island in the middle, I think. Got it. That it was an ocean or something. Lake in Carthen? Is that the, the big one in Galerion? <laughs> you might be right. The ocean is very far away from us. Very far away. Well, the sea is is not super far. Like the, the inner sea is like technically yeah, the inner sea ocean. Is, the inner sea is nice and close, but Yeah, I mean that that counts as ocean. I mean like the open ocean. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, we just only have a portion of the map here and I forgot how far the land goes out <laughs> past that what we can see. All right. So as you guys are exploring perhaps this first hex here, you f- you find uh, an area that perhaps looks to be disturbed. Maybe recently the the ground, as you get 
close by this this geological feature here uh, begin to get soggy underneath your your vehicle's wheels redacted you might have to chain them up or 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 go on foot for a little bit as towering trees supporting you know thousands and thousands of vines growing up into their their canopy kind of form a a, a thick wall and you you might be able to, it also is kind of like a little hilly here. You might be able to get the vehicle through, but you'd have to downsize it and then resize it. Uh, this area here, why don't you give me, why don't you give me a life science check, taking a look at these plant life. It's maybe something you haven't seen so far in your, your trips to the south of the colony. You might have life science. I do. Can you roll well? Ooh, a natural um, two. No, I also have life well. science. So, two, so two, yeah, I was asked two questions. One it was a yes, and one was a no. Oh wait, no, I don't. <laughs> Anybody oh, else want to wow. roll it? Sure. Can we roll untrained? I think so. Yeah, for identify. All right. So what has happened? I don't think you have. I have a negative one, and I rolled the highest so far. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the practice uh, is. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Asher and Sky have in their in their backstory that they are very interested in plants, although they do not know much about plants. So maybe very interested in plants is such a, a character choice for. Uh... Well, that's kind of like Rebecca. <laughs> I'm I'm interested in plants. I am I'm going to kill them, but I I like the idea of plants. <laughs> I, he made that sound like such an active endeavor. Like, oh, I'm going to kill them. I enjoy but that's the, the interest idea of a plant. It's a slow death, but... Jabert, do you want to have Jamfum try? Oh, oh, guys. Oh, guys. I'm not trained for this. None of us are. That's the beauty of it. I was, though. I was trained for this. Yeah, so, I mean, these vines are, are everywhere. You, you find large trumpet shaped flowers kind of sprouting out of them in places draped over just about everything you find in this part of the forest fern saplings some small berry plants that you've seen elsewhere not really sure what is happening here but you've not seen these 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 creeping vines most anywhere else as as you're exploring this part of the woods you crest over a hill and kind of as the vines get thicker and thinner, you find near the the center, perhaps, what looks to be a, a very odd clearing about 200 feet across. And there, there's no trees here. It looks like it's it's been cleared out. The only thing is these vines creeping along this this huge clearing, the trumpet vines growing even larger here along the ground and hanging in in sheets from from jagged rocks and in, in the clearing growing growing along irregular lines here there's a, a shallow depression in the center of this clearing we, we've got another science check does someone want to roll physical science yes uh, i can do this one too oh go science folk uh, 25 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drew, I, I, lo- I love how Drew always phrases it like, I got it, guys. I got it. <laughs> Drew, he doesn't ever uh, say, let me try. He says, here comes Papa. I, I, said, <laughs> I can do that. Not that I'm going to roll yeah. higher than a 10. <laughs> <sighs> 
uh, <laughs> as you're you're moving towards the center of the clearing, perhaps you think these are unnatural stones, um, Zillix, perhaps placed here by someone. But Redacted knows the truth. This is a DC 18 physical science check. You see these kind of like burn patterns along the stones as you're walking. Indeed, recognize them to be you know areas in the stone that have been superheated and then cooled down, and you recognize them as lightning strikes. We multiple, multiple, multiple in the same area, or multiple all over the place, or both? Uh, all, all over the place here as you're getting towards the center of this clearing. So we found the Electrovore breeding grounds. So this is this is going to be fun. Hey, change the song choice to "Lightning Crashes" by Live. But I think with that physical science check, you can also tell in the center of the clearing and perhaps what caused this and maybe has something to do with the lightning. This is likely a a meteorite strike uh, ground zero where maybe many years ago something struck the planet's surface. And I don't know, maybe maybe it has something to do with these these lightning strikes, maybe something to do with these these vines. Don't tell Veach Veach this is what killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, oh, oh lord lordy this is a, this uh, is a pretty small event uh, as far what, as cause, if this was logically a meteor strike i assume we can't see the meteor because it is covered in vines you know it probably is underground somewhat but do you do you want to investigate kind of towards the center of this this area that would, uh yeah i think that's where my pradier's curiosity might be drawn i've got a map to show you guys uh oh do I have a map? Yeah, kind of, kind of show you what you're you're looking at as you get to the the center of this area here. Oh boy! Well, what, what do you see? What do you what, what's on the map here? It's, it's mostly uh, like this. It indeed, looks like an impact space. Yeah, I mean it. It all, it, it looks like a a very large impact area with a bunch oh, of creepy vines around it. Very large vines, indeed, indeed. Can I take a cutting of one of the vines and take it back to the botanist? Yeah, yeah, I would I would definitely recommend that because like I said, these are ones you've you've not seen before. Haltharia Gramen and Tayeta would, would definitely be interested in these. Asher's looking to suck up and get some knowledge, so you guys know that if there is oh, but Prater, you, you move in, in towards the, the center here where where you think there might be meteoric impact. Yeah. Indeed, down below, you see like a, a small hole, perhaps some bits of of very sharp looking rock kind of sticking out of, of the ground here and more of these lightning like melting points in, in the, the earth that Redacted has has pointed out. And indeed, it, this thing is. I mean, it's way too massive for any of you guys to move yourselves, but it is super, super valuable. Just taking a look, a meteor with potentially valuable metals such as this could be worth thousands of of credits. And this could be a, a very good spot for a a resource junction. Maybe maybe a good place to build the next resource area to mine this out. I will make a note. Yes. Two projects in one. Didn't we say that we wanted to build a resource hub or whatever it's called? A a resource note? Yeah. 
Yeah, you're building one to the the south first, but this might be a a very good one to do next. This will be next month's. But you know for a fact that it it won't be that easy, right? Because they're you're bothering someone who who lives here, Tyler. No, what? From out of this hole slithers a another kind of vine that we've already seen here before. It's our friend, the jolt vine. vine. (laughs) A a good old jolt vine comes out as well as another one to his side here. (laughs) You've you you know, these guys like electricity as well. And perhaps you found the the mother load where these lightning strikes happen. They bear their their electric flowers in your direction and let out a a uh, high-pitched whine that to your sweet, sweet ears uh, sounds like a tubey continued. <laughs> uh, we'll start next week with some more Jolt Fine action. <laughs> See if you can claim this for yourself. Two mindless creatures, right? <laughs> oh, I think so. I think oh. they're just big old Uh-oh. boys. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, welcome to the sidelines, Pray dear. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm no, gonna you're, get the you're right up, out. You're right up front here. You're gonna be first. Oh, not for long. I'm gonna roll real high on initiative, and I'm gonna get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to to the exploration, to the combat next week. But that's gonna do it for for this week's episode, guys. Thanks for playing with me. Thank you. Oh. Listeners, thanks for listening. We will catch you next time on the horizons of the vast adventures here on a Cosmic Crit. Zap. So long. Yarg yarg. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah. Good night. Nothing but electricity monsters this campaign. <laughs> <laughs>